Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fourth and 17. The line to gain is the 21. Goff. Down the middle, and it's incomplete for St. Brown. Two near catches by St. Brown on that drive that it feels like he's brought in a lot this year. Could not hang on to those two. And Detroit, one for four on fourth down today. The Bears have it up 15. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Adam Amin with the call right there, another big stop. Bears did a great job on Amon Ross St. Brown today. Three catches, 21 yards, wow. Sammy Laporte has been killing lately, two catches, 23 yards. Just, I mean, just a great job. Amon Ross St. Brown had nine targets on the day, only three catches, Bears defense just came came to show up today. No points allowed in the second half. I mean, it's very impressive uh, when you think about Detroit Lions. They've been averaging 30 points a game for the last four games. Jared Goff held to like six yards of completion, too. That's great yeah. defense. Jared Goff, only 161 yards, had the two interceptions. Tremaine Edmonds had one. Jalen Johnson had one. Kept David Montgomery in check. Both he and Jameer Gibbs only had 66 yards each. Bears defense just had a had a great game. A lot of pass deflections. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe had himself a sack. Justin Jones had one and a half. Trevon Dexter had a half a sack. And then Montez Sweat got in there too. So Bears defense just, man, Jaquan Brisker, 17 tackles, just really doing themselves a uh, – some good stuff on tape, man, really believing it. I like what, what Coach Eberflus said. He said, you know, you do all this stuff and then you got to know. Got to know it's possible. Know you can do it. Know it's it can happen, and that's what that's what the process or where they're at in the process right now of knowing and stacking the wins now. Right, that's what they got to do. Uh, but we're taking your phone calls though. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Thoughts on Justin Fields' performance today? Um, he was nineteen for thirty three for two twenty three with a touchdown, no interceptions. Looked like a fumble in the first drive of the game, but it wasn't. Um, he was already down, so you know protected the ball well. 12 rushes, 58 yards. You know, seems like a solid day for Justin Fields. But for some reason or another, you know, based off the calls, the text messages, and just the temperature around the city, like no one is like, oh, well, well I guess we're not drafting a quarterback. And no one's also like, oh, well, I, I guess we are drafting a quarterback, you know, wholeheartedly with, without any question. And so that's why we're taking phone calls. Man. Let's go to Jeff out in Wisconsin. Jeff, talk to me you about your thoughts on Justin Fields. All right. Well, you know, um, I live up here in Wisconsin, but I'm from the city and I am a retired executive chef. And so when I show up, I worked at four stars, started as a dishwasher, worked my way all the way to executive. When I show up with my knives, when I show up with my jacket, when I show up saying that that's who I am, that's what I do. I have very little time to show the owners and the customers that I am 
who I say I am, that I'm good at what I do, that I make decisions under fire, that I run a brigade, that I produce what I promise to produce. And this guy's had enough time. And and that's all that's to it. It's too little, too late. He could. Um, and, and in my industry, when it's time to go, the, the, the truth is that, you know, I've retired now. The truth is that I didn't have the speed. I didn't have the acuity. I was old enough. I had made enough money. And I was too expensive for the owners to keep around to have someone prop me up and pay me big money. So that's how life works in any other job anyway. True. True. Uh, what do you think about the direction of the team, though, and where they're headed, Jeff? You know, this is this has been my my whole life. I think that um, the idea that they're that, you know, we, we have these big dreams in Chicago. We're very loyal people that this coach is going to stick around and all of a sudden things are going to be great or he's going to become a coordinator and all those things. I think uh, uh, there has to be some coaching moves, definitely. And I think that the defense looks sharp. There's a lot of great pieces on offense and, and they've got to, they've got to use these picks and they've got to spend. And so if that, um, you know, again, you're not going to pay big money to hold on to a mediocre guy. You know, it, it's sometimes with these guys, it's, uh, and it's a, it's, it's like a girlfriend that cheats on you. And you say, oh, you know, this time it's going to be different. And you come back and you catch her in bed with number 37. You can't keep doing it. So they're going to have to, you know, and, and some of it comes because that organization is not run like a professional football team. It's run like a family trust. And so that's the difficulty that anyone who works in that organization is going to have forever. You know, when I was younger, the, the head of the, the joint, what did he do? He got on TV and said, no matter what we put on the field, they're going to come. So there needs to be a, a whole culture change, and it's not just in the locker room. I mean, it's a, it's got to be a paradigm shift where these guys move into the modern era. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Thanks for the call, Jeff. I appreciate it. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out where the Bears are going to be in a couple of years. What trajectory uh, do they have? Because they have the pieces. They have the components. The draft capital is there. Sitting on the number one pick again two years in a row while your team is improving. Five wins, four games left, and you have the number one pick. Let's say the Bears do win three more. An eight-win team with the number one pick in the draft, a defense that's playing out of its mind as of late, you know, an offense that I guess you could say is starting to click. Put 28 points on the board. It's not like the defense scored that. I mean, they did give them some good field position. But the Bears, you know, they only had 10 points in the first half. Came out, put 18 on the board in the second. I mean, it's just just really impressive. Really impressive uh, what they've been able to do, this Chicago Bears team. Uh, that's why we're taking your phone calls. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. It's Gabe Ramirez here uh, hanging out with you till 5 o'clock. That's when Dustin Rhodes jumps on with the pregame show, then leads right into Mully and Haw. They got three great guests for you. Olin Krutz at 7, DJ Moore at 8, who we were just talking about, then Brad Biggs at 9 o'clock. Anthony Heron and Dan Wiederer jump on with Bernstein and Holmes at 11 and 12, respectively. And then Parkinson Spiegel. They start at 2 o'clock, and they get things going out the gate. Kurt Warner jumps on at 2.40. Mark Grody at 4. And then Jalen Johnson hangs out with the guys at 5 p.m. But we're taking your phone calls. Thoughts on the Bears game? What did you think after, after seeing this victory, 28-13 against the Detroit Lions? You would think, you know, you would have liked this statement victory to come a, little, a, couple, a couple weeks sooner, right? Takes a little bit off of it after getting after you know giving up the game late, but still impressive nonetheless because you knew what you knew who they were going to be. We're going to hear from Dan Campbell in a little bit too. 
and his thoughts on the game. But both he and, and Jared Goff both emphasized that the Bears are a good team despite their record. That's a good team over there. Both said that. Uh, we'll hear that in a second as well. Uh, but let's go out to Derek. Uh, Derek, you know, you're the opposite uh, of Jeff, who we just talked to. You think the Bears should keep Justin Fields? Yeah, Gabe. My Spanish brother, what's happening? Dímelo. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a Justin Fields fan, man. Um, that's a dynamic player. Um, I've been following the Bears for a long time, and uh, Fields is a dynamic player. He's just being hamstringed by the offensive coaching staff. I mean, tell me more about Fields, though, right? Like, give me more of a sell me more on Justin Fields and and him being the quarterback of the future, where you where you're not willing to to draft a quarterback in the first round. Well, okay, um, I'm sure you're a college football fan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, when Fields was in college, the, uh, when he was surrounded by when he was surrounded by first round talent, receivers, um, the offensive line. Uh, had a quality play caller in his head coach. He was pretty good, wasn't he? Hold on, Derek. It, it sounds but like you hear when you say that, right? You're like, he had first-round talent all around him in college, like where 95% of the people aren't drafted in the first round, like 97% of the people. But he happened to have the luxury of Chris Olave, you know, Gary Wilson, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, like, three guys that are playing in the league right now when that doesn't happen for every quarterback in college. I know. Okay. But see, uh, listen where I'm going with this okay, though. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. He, he played, he played. How did he look when he played at Ohio state? Yeah, look great. He, he looked, yeah, he looked awesome. So right now, if you get, if you get another receiver like MSJ, Okay. Uh, we go and get a. Um, I like Braxton Jones, but if we can get that tackle from Penn State, for um, for uh, am I pronounce his name right? I'm sorry. That's all right, good. Um, uh, and another and another offensive and just and just change the offensive coordinator. I would like to get Greg Roman or or uh, uh, Jim Caldwell. Somebody experience, okay, and just and 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 we can roll because Justin Fields is dynamic. I don't think Justin Fields is the problem. Justin Fields is helping out our our coordinator right now. We, yeah, it's true that we didn't we didn't we didn't win because of Justin Fields, but we didn't lose because of him either. That's a good point. Didn't lose because of him. Didn't turn the ball over today. Uh, definitely yeah. kept the Bears at bay. That that I can agree with. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think with the Justin Fields thing, it's just tough, right? It's just tough. I think the biggest thing there, Derek, is that, you know, even if you surrounded him with all the top talent that you're talking about that he had in college, the biggest difference is, like, on Sunday, he's not playing Nebraska, right? He's not playing Michigan State. He's playing another team full of first-round picks and second-round picks and and guys that are high contributors, like some of the best people in the league. And and what we learned a lot of times, Derek, is that, you know, sometimes good quarterbacks, when they're put up against top talent, they don't perform the same way. And so when Justin but, Fields doesn't have four first-round 
offensive lineman around him, right? And he has to deal with the actual pressure. Then you got you get to see, you know, you know what kind of quarterback he is. And so that's that 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 that's the part that I'm 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 talking about. We're like, I get it. You know, give him some more, give him some more. But then are are we gonna keep moving the finish line? Like let's say we do get him a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. and another offensive lineman. And then let's say the Bears are nine and eight next year. Like, are we then gonna complain about something else and be like, oh, you know what? Well, uh, he needs another tight end. Uh, yeah, you got to have something else. Like, are we going to keep doing that? You know, like at what point are we going to stop doing that? Is that not, you know what I mean? Like, are we going to keep moving the finish I line get, for Justin I Fields? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the team right now, the team is, uh, do you agree the team is elevated right now? Absolutely. It's pretty good. They were the worst team in the league last year. They had three wins. They better be elevated. Yeah, we should be we should be what seven and what seven and six, seven and five. Something okay, like I I'd give us that a couple more victories under the belt. Yeah, and if you get more weapons, that's the name of the game. You build the team. You build this. Is what I believe you build the team first, and then you get the quarterback. Because if you put if you go get the quarterback, we have we'll be in a situation like Carolina. That guy, that guy was uh, talented. He looked real good at Alabama. He's not looking so good right now. Yeah. The quarterback for Carolina. The pro- here, here's you the know? problem with the here's the problem with the Bears team and the victories that they have this year, Derek. Your first victory is against Washington, a team where now we now know. And Anthony Heron got to shout him out. Uh, my co-host on Fox 32's Bears Unleashed, and obviously he always does a ton of stuff here on 670 to score. He pointed okay. out that Chase Young and Montez Sweat were not playing within the defense in that game, and that's why the defense looked like it was just doing whatever they wanted. Because both of them knew they were getting traded, and they were both trying to get sacks. So they weren't being disciplined. They weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And I remember him pointing that out to me, right? So that's the first victory the Bears get. The second was against the Las Vegas Raiders with Aiden O'Connell, not Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So you you get that victory. That's your second one. Your third victory is against the Carolina Panthers that you barely got by. You won 16-13. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Brian Horrier for the – not Aiden O'Connell. Brian Brian Horrier, even worse. Then – you take a Minnesota, then your four victories against a Minnesota team without Kirk Cousins and a Josh Dobbs that throws four touchdowns that you barely got that victory. So, so you're going to penalize the Bears? No, 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 no. I was more so talking to your point about where the Bears should be, right? Like a seven win team. And I'm just pointing oh, okay. out, I'm, I'm pointing out the okay. victories that they do have aren't necessarily like defining ones that you could look at and be like, yeah, look, they whooped up on them teams, but it's like they were bad teams. We beat. A Brian Hoyer led Raiders, a, a Bryce Young. You just talked about how bad their team is. Carolina Panthers, a Josh Dobbs four interception. You know, a Minnesota game. Like, I'm just trying to point out, like, our victories aren't coming against good teams. Although this what last about one, Detroit, Detroit, right? That's Detroit. our one. That's our one victory. But we we can't hang them. our hat. We, we oh, we should have won the first. We should have, but we didn't. Them. This is the NFL, Derek. You understand how that goes. This is how the this I, is how it is. We played fifty six minutes of good football. The last four minutes, we just and the only thing on we ourselves. see at the end is the L. The only thing we see is the L. And it'd have been a, look same thing against well, Minnesota. They, uh, let's say Minnesota. Uh, if they would have lost that game, the heads would have rolled after that game. After losing, but was that Justin Fields' fault? Look at the play calling. That was terrible. See, there we go again, though. Then we only blame it on play calling and not Justin Fields. Like here's agree. what I said to someone. Here's what I told the court, Derek. I agree, hundred percent agree. I definitely agree. But my thing is, what I'm not gonna do is only blame it on the play calling. 
And I think oh, that's no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm right, not right. sure. Yes, because has to grow. T- today, yes. today Everybody's... I was talking to Corey Wu, and him and I we did the post game for Bears and Fox Thirty Two, all that good stuff. And and I told him I go Corey, because Corey was complaining about a like a you know third down call from Luke Getzey, and I was here for that. And I said, but Corey, we cannot only blame Luke Getzey for that one play. Like why why aren't we praising him for the the drive from the ten all the way down to the thirty? Right from the, our own ten to the opposing team's thirty, we don't praise him for none of that, and then we only knock it and and, and say, "Oh, he's not a good enough offensive coordinator." Justin Fields, you know, he could do better. And it's like, so we only praise Justin for driving down the field, and then we trash Getsy for the bad calling at the end. It's like, all I'm saying is we got to spread the blame around. Justin Fields bad, Lou Getsy bad, like, or not bad, but I mean. I'm not, Justin Fields not bad. He's just not a top ten quarterback, right? Lou Getzey bad. We need a new offensive coordinator. These are things that we can agree on. But again, I, I think yeah. to, to just say it's just yeah. Lou Getzey and that's the reason, or like everything will be fixed if Lou Getzey is not there. And I've been saying this all day, no, Derek. And this I'm last not. thing I'll say. This is the last thing I'll say is that the only reason we're even having this conversation is because the Bears do have the number one pick, right? If the Bears had the seventeenth pick in the draft, we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be like, man. Whatever, hands in the air. We gotta do. We gotta do. We gotta do the best of what, what, what we got. But the best of what we got in this scenario is an opportunity, an opportunity to fix the quarterback situation to where everyone is in agreement that the quarterback is good, right? Because right now everyone's not in agreement, and that's all I'm trying to say is that we're up against another option, and 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 to me, it, it's hard to pass up that option. I hear, I hear you, Gabe. We're gonna agree to disagree, though. Fair. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. You still must manage homie. You know, like, and you're still my homie, too. You know, and the thing is this <laughs> it'll be great if Justin Fields proves me wrong. I would love that. I hope it, I hope he does. Because then that means that, you oh, know. Yeah, I'm keeping. I still have my receipts. Now. Oh. Still. Hey. But the, the, the thing is this my receipts have been good all year long, right? I've been saying this <laughs> since the beginning of the season, and, and everybody's just waiting for their receipts to be right. But my receipts seem to be right week in and week out. But Derek, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you chiming in, man. I mean, and and listen, I I can't say it enough. I know you could be Jeff that called in earlier and said I'm not a I'm not a Bears fan and I just want a good quarterback, not a good team. I mean, I hear you, and I think I took that ride wholeheartedly with Mitch Trubisky. I was drinking Trubisky whiskey week in and week out. No one could tell me anything other than Mitch Trubisky is going to be great for this Bears team. I, I said, love that nickname, Trubisky whiskey. Oh, I was drinking the Trubisky whiskey every week. I was on Sports Talk Live on NBC Sports. I was here on 670 to score Fox 32. Anyone that would listen, I was telling them that Trubisky was that guy. And then you know what? I didn't believe my eyes. I didn't believe what my eyes were telling me. And that's why I was out there on TV looking like a fool. And then now with this one, I'm like, all right, he's good. But the opportunity is presenting itself to draft someone that can be better. You can't just sit up here and be like, oh, Justin Fields is the man. He's just so great. Like, we're not there yet. But you have an opportunity in a good quarterback draft class to take the best quarterback available, and we're going to pass on that? Because we want and hope that Justin Fields gets better? This may seem like a dumb question, but like I feel like it's a genuine argument because Trubisky has more wins, but like the flashes are more from Fields. Who's shown you more no, in, no, in their no. first Justin three Fields years? Is better. Trubisky or Fields? No, no, no. Justin Fields is better. That's not saying much because we know what we think about Mitchell Trubisky. 
Like even in his second or third attempt as a starting QB in in in, in Pittsburgh. It's it's just we know who he is. With their first three years in the Bears, Fields has shown you more than Mitch, despite Mitch winning a lot more games. With his first three years with the Bears, I'd have to go look at uh at Trubisky's stats for his first year three years. You Not know? even that, just like the the eye test, you know, just playing the quarterback. Right, I gotta go position. back though. I gotta go back and because okay, okay. I'm I'm looking at it like a blob. Right? I'm like, ah, oh, Mitch Trubisky, blob. I'm not going back and being like, damn, he did have some good years, like his first three years with the Bears. All right, first three years with the Bears, 2,100 yards, 3,200 and 3,200. Touchdown interception ratio, 7 to 7, 24 to 12, and 17 and 10. Okay. Completion percentage, right in the middle, 60s. Average yards right there, seven right right around Justin Fields and a bunch of sacks. They both give me the same feeling. Ick. You know what I mean? And I think that's where I'm at. They, they both give me the same feeling. Mediocre. That we could do better. Right? Not a top 10 quarterback. Not a top 10 quarterback and we can do better. And I think that's why the Bears picked Justin Fields. They moved on from Mitch because they thought they could do better. And I think that right now they're in the same predicament. With what you can get, will it be better than what you have? And I don't think that's a bad thing to, to, to consider. And that's why I'm here for the Justin Fields sticking around. Draft that quarterback in the first. Draft that first pick and let Justin Fields cook still. I, I love your thought because I don't think it's going to happen, but it's, it's probably the craziest scenario that could come out of this offseason. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Look. I love scooters. I know. Odd. Guilty pleasure. I've bought three in the last couple of years. I don't own any more. I've, I've, I've given them all away. But my point is this. I know I could buy a scooter, right? And at any point, I'm going to get some money back for it. That's, the, that's why I buy scooters. Because I'm like, ah, even if I pay 800 bucks for this, and even if it doesn't work, even if... There's no battery. It's not running. It needs a carb cleaned. I know somebody out there is going to buy it for three, 400 bucks because they're going to be able to fix it and flip it for a thousand. So what I'm trying to say is, right, I'll always buy a scooter because I always know there's a resale value associated with it. You take the first pick in the draft as a quarterback because you know you're going to be able to trade either Justin Fields or the draft pick for something. So it's not like you're, it's a loss. It's not like it's a net loss where you're just like, ah, I got to write it off. Sun cost, boom, done, gone. No. If you have to trade Caleb Williams because Justin Fields is playing well or Jake May, you're going to get something in return. And if you, if, if, if Justin Fields is not good and you got to, you know, trade or you got to play Caleb Williams, you're going to get something for Justin Fields. It's going to be more than what Washington got back for Chase Young, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Which is a third round pick. Right. Trey Lance got him a fourth. It's like you're going to get something better than that, especially if he's playing decent. All right, let's take another call. Let's go to Mike. Mike, happy 3 o'clock, man. Hopefully you're doing happy all right on the road. Yeah, going to work, getting on the road to go to Green Bay, unfortunately. Oh, so, man. Um, anyways, uh, you got to keep Justin Fields and get another tool or two around him in Marvin Harrison, and you got to get rid of the play caller. The play caller has been the problem this whole time. The play caller was a problem with, I think, Trubisky, not saying Trubisky was going to be better, but 
if you get a better play that's going to go to what he can do, he's already shown what he can do. Give him more of that, more of that. Well, go get Marvin Harrison. Get your line better. I mean, your line's getting better, but it's not there yet. It's nowhere near what the defense is. Your defense is holding you in games now, finally. You have to stay with Fields and draft Harrison. Because we're going to play the same game we've been playing for 30 years, just drafting quarterbacks and not winning. Drafting quarterbacks and not winning because you're not putting the right leadership around these quarterbacks. I I hear another weapon. I think, you know, what scares me, Mike, is the first half of today's game where DJ Moore didn't have a target. And we go get another weapon. Right, it was like go get Justin Fields a weapon. Well, we did. You saw resign Cole Komet, got him in there, and then now, now it's like and he's doing good. Yeah, and he's doing good. And but you're telling me the answer to unlocking Justin Fields is, is another weapon, another weapon, and a, a play caller that can utilize those weapons the way they need to be utilized with an offensive line that will hold things up. All right, so answer me this I mean, Tell Jalen, me, Jalen Hurts. Are you compare him to Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts has an offensive line. Jalen Hurts gets things done. It, it's it's apples and oranges. I mean, we're going to keep going around and around, same merry-go-round merry that we go around for thirty years, getting right. another quarterback. Mike, tell me, tell me, like, tell me, tell me what Justin Fields needs to improve then, because it can't just be adding in Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, definitely holding on to the ball okay. too long. Okay, because he thinks that. He can make things work. It's just not clicking right away in his head to do what he needs to do, obviously. Okay. That's a big problem, I think. Um, he needs to just – that accuracy in Ohio was there. Why isn't it there now? Something's not – he's not given something to let that shine again. There's something there that's not given to him. He just doesn't lose that. It just doesn't go away. In Trubisky, we didn't see that. He was a one-year quarterback, you know, for a college. Big deal. But Justin Fields proved for three years that he can do it. Yeah, have you been feeling like this all year long, Mike, or you feel like something's happened over the last couple of weeks that have really pushed you in that direction? I did not like – I didn't – I couldn't tell. You couldn't make an honest judgment the first, like, three, four weeks on him, I don't think, because the offensive coaching wasn't picking up progressively the way it should have. I think they should like they like everybody says they didn't do the right things in spring training to get going spring training you know uh, uh, preseason training camp, training camp. yeah uh, training camp uh, baseball I'm on baseball already <laughs> um, um, but yeah so I, I think they wasted four games think about it if they would have won against Detroit if they would have beat Denver I mean two games that they should have won for sure. If their defense was where it is now, they would have won those games. I think, and that's just three weeks ago on that Detroit game. But I think it's a different defense even from three weeks ago. You'd be talking a whole different scenario on this. You'd be talking playoffs more now than the whispers that you're hearing about playoffs, which I don't think is realistic. But you'd be talking more about that right now, and I think it'd be a, a much different locker room hyped up for playoff possibilities. Not yeah. saying that they aren't right now, but it's not really realistic. You yeah. know, I hear you, Mike. Thanks for the call. And I, I mean, it's a good argument, right? It's a good argument. Get Justin Fields a coach 
that it can cater an offense to him and, and get him more weapons. I mean, what quarterback wouldn't want that? All right, we're going to keep the conversation going. 312-644-6767. People feeling strongly about Justin Fields on either side of the fence here. And whether they want to move on from him or they feel like, hey, you know what? Uh, we got a guy, and we just need to add some more, more to realize his potential. What do you think? Uh, what do you think we should do with Justin Fields? And how close are the Chicago Bears? to being true contenders, not just in the NFC North, but in the NFL. 312-644-6767. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Right here on 670 The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670 The Score, presented by BC Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Where's the victory chicken when you need it? Bears defeat the Detroit Lions 28-13 yesterday, convincing fashion. And what a day we have planned for you. I will be taking you all the way to 5 o'clock. Got about an hour and a half left. Taking your phone calls, thoughts. Good debates here. You're getting smarter. I'm getting smarter. I'm, I like hearing the opposite side. Uh, just so that, that way I can be, you know, just make sure I got all my I's dotted and my T's crossed when it comes to my opinions on what's happening here. But uh, the opinions will continue. Dustin Rhodes taking over at 5 o'clock with the pregame show. The Mulligan Hall got you covered. Olin Krutz jumping on at 7. DJ Moore, 8 a.m. What does he have to say about where the Bears are at? He had some strong words about Justin Fields before the game. I wonder what he'll have to say after. Then Brad Biggs joins us at 9. Bernstein and Holmes, maybe when some of you that are headed home when you guys are waking up. As I yawn. uh, Anthony Heron and Dan Wiederer got you at 11 and 12, respectively. Then Parkinson Spiegel, three great guests. Kurt Warner at 240. Mark Grody at 4. Then Jalen Johnson, 5 o'clock. Going to want to listen to him uh, after that big interception yesterday and a big win against Detroit. You're looking at the schedule, and that is, that's the signature win. It's the one you're thinking about right there. Um, Bears take uh, taking down Detroit and get another opportunity to uh, get another victory against another team trying to make the playoffs, and that is in the, in the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco, oh, my gosh, Father Time. If LeBron James is undefeated against Father Time, so is Joe Flacco. That's what I'll say. Um, but it's going to be an interesting game next week. We'll be uh, we'll be watching it closely, and we'll be talking about it all day today on 670 The Score. But let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Matthew. Matthew, so, uh, you know, a lot of people are big on Caleb Williams, big on Drake May. Uh, who's who's another quarterback you like? What's going on, Gabe? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. I see it. Hey, listen, I think I let uh, everybody kind of late on Jaden Daniels. I know everyone's talking about Caleb Williams and Bo Nix and everything, and that's cool. But to me, 
they look kind of like a Russell Wilson esque. Whereas like Jaden Daniels or or at least Jalen Milrow from Alabama, even they kind of can work better uh, behind fields for a year or two and kind of grow into that uh, Vic uh, prototype instead of you know in a system quarterback. And I just think everyone, I just think everyone kind of uh, overlooked Jaden Daniels that he was playing good all year. What do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, he takes home the Heisman, and that was because of his his skills with his legs and his arm, right? The ability to do both of those. I mean, he's six four. Love that. You know, he's dealt with some injuries. That's why he's you know hung around in college a little longer than most. I think the injuries are going to be a concern for him. You know, he's six four, two ten. I weighed, I weighed two ten. I don't know, maybe like at the end of high school. You know, and I was certainly not six four. Um, I think I really think it. You know, let's be honest, Matthew. If if Jaden Daniels was a and he, you know, he could have a great career. Who knows, right? Obviously, there's guys that get drafted in, in the later rounds ended up being good. You know, as if they operate in a good system. Look at Dak drafted in the fourth round, right? Jalen Hurts drafted later in the rounds. You get to go to good teams. So if you're able to do something like that, like Hendon Hooker, right, last year. Uh, getting drafted to the Detroit Lions, you know, they, later in the rounds. So I mean, he can be good, but I just think I don't. I don't know if he's going to be good enough to to move past those two younger quarterbacks. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is that you're talking, you know, about someone who's, you know, he's he's going to be twenty three uh, in a week, and so I don't know. I I don't know I don't know I don't know I again it's a crapshoot right with all these guys what makes you like Jaden Daniels more than anybody else? Yeah, I can see your I can see your opinion. I just think that he he's a playmaker. He goes out there and he 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 circumvents what what he sees and he allows himself to to make a play whether it's a, a zone or or any you know yeah. he. Uh, Caleb Williams and Bo Nix almost look like they have a script, whereas Jaden can can call a play. And if you watch the tape, I mean, you can look at even some, you know, just quick highlights. He, he can, he can uh, you know, assess what what he sees and then allow himself to make a play, whether it's according to the script or not. And I just think that that kind of uh, prototype works in the NFL because you know these these are grown men in the NFL. It's not college, and the whole the whole Caleb Williams Bo Nix thing. It just looks like a college uh, bust to me, okay. to be honest with you. Okay. Thanks for the call, Matthew. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, when you're talking about improvisation, that's one thing that people say that Caleb Williams does exceptionally well. I mean, and if you watched him play over the last couple of years at USC, it's pretty much the backbone of his existence, right, is, is improvisation and the ability to make some difficult throws. And so that's what he does exceptionally well. Jaden Daniels. I mean, if you look at his picture, it's like I don't know. He don't he don't instill fear in me when I look at him. He don't he don't scare me at all. But he's gonna have a good career. He's gonna get drafted. And he's gonna be you know, it's just tough you know, it's to make a case for for a guy like Jaden Daniels to have him you know leapfrog you know a couple of the other the other guys out there. But hey, I love it. Add somebody else into the mix. I enjoy chaos. Let's talk about some other people other than Caleb Williams. Right. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Three one two. 644-67-67. Let's go to John. John, what questions you got about Justin Fields? Well, uh, my question is pretty much. I think I think we're being pretty pretty hard on 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 the guy because uh, I play sports and 
it's not easy to play sports, especially at a professional level. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he had nothing to work with when he when he got there in the last couple of years. It's, it's got a lot to do with the culture. And I believe the coach is there to teach the young kids in order to get them to, you know, he has the skill and and he has the uh, ability to, to do what needs to get done. And I think some of the stuff just has to be taught to him. I mean, so you're saying that it's it's the coaches, it's not Justin Fields? I'm trying to pick up what you're saying. No, I'm trying to say that, first of all, the game is fast. So he's working. The offensive line that he's been working with since he's been there can't block or they get hurt or they don't have any uh, cohesiveness for him to be able to develop himself. Now, there is certain things because they have quarterback coaches to help young kids get to where they need to be, uh, release time and, you know, stop holding the ball. Cause I think that's the only fault that he has, but is that been instilled in because of, of what he's been working with as far as not just coaches, but also the, the personnel that he have, you know, with him, you know, receivers line and the whole shot. To me, he reminds me pretty much as, as like a uh, Dak Prescott, more than than hurts okay okay so so what do you want to do then with the number one pick in the draft well i'm i think i heard you say that you know drafting a quarterback i see no problem with drafting a quarterback i we got one more year with with justin fields am i correct yeah yeah well i i would say most of these guys don't play a whole season anyway without getting hurt. <laughs> right. And you got a guy here who's been playing at that speed and at that level in Justin Fields before you have to pay him. And then the, the guy, whoever, you know, I, I still say that they should not draft the quarterback as their first top overall pick because it's it's all a crapshoot when you when you pick these guys. You you never know who's going to be that one until after they play. And so you feel comfortable with the guy you got, and you rather you rather be in that predicament where you you're you, you're you know who you have and what you might need to add to him, rather than taking a crapshoot. Even though that 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 crapshoot you're taking could be a guy that's way better than him, like a C.J. Stroud, right? Uh, but it, you're willing it, to pass it, on that in order to it, stay. It, it, it could yeah. it could be somebody who's a lot worse. Right. So I think the way that the, the Dallas organization did theirs first is what they did is the first is they did, they first they lined on offense and defense, and then they brought a quarterback in to be able to, for him to develop. You can't develop if you got somebody in your face every time you hike the ball and, and they're back there when the ball gets there. You, you, you're in panic mode. Okay. I get it. Thanks for the call, John. I I understand. I mean, it's hard. Like you said, like you said from the very beginning, the game is fast. This isn't this is the game is lightning quick. And so, you know, if you're the quarterback that holds on to the ball, it's not gonna work out for you well in the NFL. Guy Aiden Hutchinson's gonna get you eventually. You saw you saw that one play when he had the sack. He got doubled, he got chipped, double teamed, still managed to get away. And sack Justin Fields in that moment. That was impressive. 
Uh, but they are going to get you. I guess, I mean, I, I'm trying to be here for the argument that, like, you know, if if you change the coaching, then, therefore, Justin Fields will be great. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to live there. I'm trying to get myself to, 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 to believe in that, but it's just hard. And he has been playing, he has been playing better as of late. Cannot deny that. But I feel like that's how he'll play no matter what. Great co- offensive coordinator, another Marvin Harrison Jr. You're still going to get a 19 for 30, 220. 50 yards rushing with a touchdown. And that's good. I just don't know if that's good enough to be competitive year in and year out. I don't know if that's good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you're going to beat Dak Prescott and those Dallas Cowboys that you're mentioning. That's what I'm. That's the part that I'm concerned with. But again, that's why it's up for debate. That's why we're taking calls. 312-644-6767. It's a... Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670. The score. Let's go out to Jim out in Grand Rapids. So, Jim, you're just like majority of the people. You just can't. That game didn't help you figure anything out. Oh, uh, well, it, it figured out that you give Flus the pressure, his defense performs. So the defense is back. I think it was Olin yesterday that said, we know what good defense looks like, so we can find it. We're still trying to figure out what good offense looks like. Mm. It's hard for us to build. Now, everybody keeps talking about Justin holding the ball too much and, like, this tap, this timing. If he would just bring that up from his offhand to a pump fake, he would be freezing defenders, and that same little timing that he's doing with with holding the ball and tap – if he does that up higher with a pump fake, he's going to be lights out. Just a simple little quarterback coach, get Grody in there, get somebody spread that word to him, bring that timing thing up higher with a pump fake. If he just sits there and fakes, he's going to freeze those defenses. And, and, that's, and that's his brain working, that little like a batter, a hitch in his swing. If you just bring it up from his hip to his shoulder as a pump fake, He's going to be dynamite. Do you want him uh, to still be paired you know, with? Do you want him to? Uh, do you want Justin Fields to still be paired with Coach Eberflus next year? Uh, that's that's a tough one. I you know we can't keep we can't do keep doing a carousel. Um, we we didn't come out of camp good this year. I mean it, it, we're looking good now, but he didn't have the pressure. His defense needs the pressure. The the defense sets up the offense. Um, we, we played with a shorter field yesterday. Um, you know, it just – it's tough on those coaching decisions. I don't know. I'm, I'm more on the draft capital right now, just, uh, you know, holding our, hand, holding our cards close to the vest and seeing who comes to us with the stupid offers and just get a king's ransom to decide what direction we're going. And just just have us in the catbird seat for the next five years with with all this possibility of huge draft capital coming. You know, we might only have to move back one. We could still get Marvin Harrison, just maybe move out of that first spot, and still get Marvin Harrison, and still get a bunch of draft capital again. I mean, it's it's so in flux that we're not going to know what to do until the last minute, and hopefully we do the right thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks for the but call, Jim. I, I I totally agree. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, and and you know the position that the Bears are in, you want things that they can get a king's ransom for that first pick in the draft because although you know I would say actually a good good portion of the calls today, sixty percent of them are like don't take a quarterback with the first pick in the draft. There are a ton of teams that are like, yes, please be foolish and don't do that. Not that that's what I'm saying or you're saying. That's what the other teams are saying. They're like, please make the please make Caleb Williams available. Please make Drake May available for us because that's what they would want. And they would probably give you some sort of a king's ransom to make that whole thing come true. And that'll be interesting. Ah, that'll be interesting. Bears trading away two number one picks, passing up quarterbacks in both drafts because. There's a hope that if you get a new offensive coordinator and a and a, and a weapon and a, and a center, that Justin Fields is going to be great. So you pass up on on two quarterback classes. That's a tough sell for me. Tough sell for me. Let's go to Bernie out in Northwest Indiana. Bernie, welcome to the show. I uh, I was uh, listening to these you know these calls here, and everybody's talking about the coaching staff making Justin Fields better. You know, the sacks, the interceptions, the fumbles, he's done that through his whole college career. College career, he played with nothing but five-star athletes, okay? You know, you can't, you can't blame, you know, his flaws on the players that he has in front of him. I mean, and you can't blame it on the coaching staff because those are things that's going on since he was in high school, actually. You know, he led the NCAA in fumbles and – and sacks, and he's led the NFL in fumbles and sacks for the last two years. So, you know, I don't know. It's not the coaching as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Bernie, a lot of people, you know, because I'm, I'm sure if you ask Coach Eberflus and if you ask Luke Getze, you know, what they thought or what they thought the issues were, like after everything, right? And, 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 and if you were able to talk to them in confidence, like, I don't know if they're – I don't know if they would say – yeah, you know what? Justin Fields is amazing. It's it's me. I'm the I'm the problem. I'm the reason why Justin Fields sucks. Like I don't know if they would agree with that. And you know, the last caller was talking about, you know, I believe you have to build this team from the lines, okay? You know, you need to build a offensive line, you need to build a defensive line, and then you go out and get a quarterback. So either you keep Justin Fields for 2 years, which you know, they're not going to they're not going to pay him no big contract because if this, they have to pay him by the end of next year or have a new contract by the end of next year, even though they he's got an option year. You don't want anybody going into the option because you know basically you're going to just lose him for nothing. You know, so they're going to either have to pay him next year, and that's going to be around two hundred million dollars. You know, to pay a quarterback because that's what they want twenty five million a year, thirty million a year, whatever they're getting. You know, and I don't think the Bears are going to pay him that kind of money. You know. Yeah, I don't think they will either. Thanks for the call, Bernie. I really appreciate it. The Bears are going to be in a in a very interesting situation uh, depending upon what's going on with these last four games. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with these Bears. What will they do? Can they beat another team that's vying for a playoff spot in Cleveland? They're going to have to do it two more times. The Atlanta Falcons are certainly going to want to win that game. The Green Bay Packers are for sure going to want to win their game at the end of the season because they're more probably going to need it to get into the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do, but the, you know there's still more games left, and I think I think that's what 
we all really need to just the, the, the mindset we need to live in is that football is going to leave us from January all the way until August. So we should appreciate these last four games for what they are. And then look forward to, you know, the direction that the Bears are headed in. Defense is playing better. Offense is playing better. Coaches are being coaches are better. And so everything seems to be headed in the right direction. If only we knew what Brian Poles and Kevin Warren were thinking. All right, let's take another break. Uh, it is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670. The score got some great guests for you. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over in just over an hour for the pregame show. Then Mully and Haw, they got some some big guns for you. Uh, Olin Krutz at 7, DJ Moore at 8, then Brad Biggs at 9. And then at the in the latter half of the afternoon, Jalen Johnson, you're going to want to hear from him at 5 o'clock as well. I'll give you the complete lineup on the other side. Uh, and take more of your phone calls. 312-644-6767. You're just waking up? Well, I've been up since midnight taking calls. Where you been? But I'm ready to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this Bears victory? Bears defeat the Lions 28-13. And I want to hear from you next. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 